0: Hello everyone. Thank you so much for being here on the Space Witch podcast this week. As always, I'm so grateful that you guys are here with me this week and every week. I just quickly wanted to jump in before the episode starts and apologize for the audio quality on this episode because unfortunately, Mercury is retrograde and I thought recording a podcast episode during this time would be a good idea and I don't know, I had some technical difficulties with recording. So unfortunately, the audio quality for this episode is not as good as it normally is or as I would like it to be. So I just wanted to quickly apologize for that. Happy Mercury Retrograde. I hope you're all having an amazing Mercury Retrograde. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. This is the Space Witch Podcast. With me, your host, Whitney Levesque. Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. I'm an astrologer, intuitive, Reiki practitioner, and modern mystic. This is my podcast where we talk all things spirituality. Some of those topics include celebrity birth charts, spiritual awakenings, and losing weight, if you want to, while still loving yourself. Those are all real episodes, so if any of those topics interest you, be sure to scroll back into the archives and check them out. Today on the podcast, I just wanted to kind of check in. I wanted to do kind of a little bit of a life update, cozy Mercury retrograde, just chill chatty episode. And yeah, there's a lot going on. We had, I believe, a new moon in Pisces last week, which for me personally triggered a lot of stuff and caused a lot of ripples and change in my life. I had to leave a situation that I can't really, I can't really get too into it right now, but a situation that just was not healthy for me. Maybe in a little bit I'll dive more into it, but I I had to walk away from some things. And Mercury's retrograde, so as I'm sure many of you are right now, this is a really good time for planning, kind of thinking about what's working for you, what's not working for you. Um, I believe Mercury will be station retrograde till... The end of the month, it's currently in Libra, and then by the end of the month, like I think around September 23rd, it's going to shift into Virgo. And so, this is just a really good time for planning, it's a good time to lay low and chill. If you guys want to know more about Mercury retrograde, scroll back into the archives. Um, or actually, maybe I'll link it in the show notes. Um, as long as <laughs> I'll link it back, I will link it in the show notes along with the other episodes I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Um, but yeah, I have an episode where I talk about Mercury retrograde, all the do's and don'ts of Mercury retrograde, what Mercury retrograde is a good time for, and one of the biggest things I emphasize is that it's a really good time for planning, which if you're someone like me and you have a lot of cardinal signs in your chart, that can be really hard because once we get ideas for things, we really just want to act on them, like, immediately and just start, going and getting things done and it's really hard because i find that i have to kind of take a little bit of a pause and to um you know think about things (laughs) before i actually do them and this is a really good time for that but it's hard when i'm getting all these like juicy ideas and i can't act on them yet um and of course you can't always put life on pause for mercury retrograde but um You know so there's certain things you gotta do what you gotta do and in that case i advise people to just triple check everything look things over make sure you know the ins and outs really well because you know you could get stuck in a really sticky situation unfortunately but um no mercury retrograde i find it's a really good time just to lay low to chill to not really worry as much um i actually love this time for visiting friends if it's possible which is kind of why i wanted to do this kind of cozy, chatty show and just kind of talk to you guys about what's been going on with me. And of course, you know, as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Space which Astrology or email me spacewitchpodcast at gmail.com. If you have something you want to share with me and you want to let me know what's going on in your life or if you have any questions about anything, um, you know, my my messages are always open and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to hit me up. Okay, so I have some notes here because I'm trying to be better about structuring these podcast episodes and not just being all over the place. Um, because I, want, I really want to give you guys something tangible that you can walk away with and not just listen to me talk about my stuff all the time. So I guess today, there's a, I have a list of things I want to talk about. But I think one of the big things I really wanted to discuss was speaking up for yourself, advocating for yourself knowing that you're worth advocating for and that no one else is going to advocate for you so if you're in an environment that's really toxic or unhealthy and people are just not treating you the way that you know you should be treated i'm telling you right now that i really hope you can find it within yourself to love yourself more and love yourself enough to the point where you can get yourself out of that situation whether it's a job a relationship Whatever it is, just dig deep within yourself and find that fire in your belly that's going to motivate you to get yourself out of there and to keep yourself safe because really, like, you deserve to feel safe. Whether that's, you know, physically, emotionally. I'm finding emotional safety is a really big topic that's been coming up for me lately and it's not something that I feel like we commonly think about. Like, when we think about safety, we think about danger, we think about keeping ourselves physically safe and away from harm, which is, I assume, a natural instinct. But I don't think we talk enough about emotional safety and questioning whether the people in our lives, the people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis are emotionally safe people to be around. And obviously, it's hard, right? Because some things are just a professional thing where, you know, it's not like you're gonna, like, have this deep heart to heart with every person you meet but i just i think it's important that we're dealing with people who make us feel safe and comfortable when we talk to them about stuff and i'm just if you're dealing with people who are trying to emotionally manipulate you get out of there set those clear boundaries and tell them you know until you stop doing this thing i can't talk to you or just you know make the call and just burn the bridge there and just get out of there and stop dealing with people. I saw a post recently that was like, I think I put it on Instagram too. If you're interested, you can go look at it on my Instagram, but it said something along the lines of stop negotiating with people who aren't committed to actually hearing you out. And it's true. Like if people aren't, if people are being stubborn and they don't truly want to hear what you have to say, or they don't not even hear what you say, but If they don't want to accept what you're saying and they're not committed to doing that, get out of there. And like I said, don't allow people to emotionally manipulate you. And what I mean by emotionally manipulating you, I'm talking about gaslighting, which is basically denying someone's reality so that they feel crazy. You can Google it if you want to know more, but that's kind of the brief version of that. Shifting blame, lack of accountability, so if someone, if you call someone out on something and... They're not willing to accept the fact that they made a mistake on any level and they try to turn it around on you or blame someone else. That's emotional manipulation and that's not cool. Guilt, if you're trying to guilt someone into doing something or just playing into their emotions in any way, like, you know, like, kind of use... I call it, like, an appeal to emotions, you know? Like, if someone says to you, oh, I know you guys really love each other or... But that's, you know, you guys used to have good times together, or that's your mother, or that's your blah blah blah. I consider that a form of emotional manipulation, personally, because it's using that appeal to emotions of, remember when things were good? And it's like, okay, but a very common thing that happens in toxic and abusive relationships is that it's like a roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down. You know, they'll build you up and make you feel really good, and then they'll tear you down, and you'll feel awful. It's really common with people who have been in abusive relationships whether I think that's romantic or with a family member or someone else or whatever they say it's like you know when things are good they're really good and when they're bad they're really bad and that's because a lot of toxic people will tear you down and then you know they like try to kind of win you back by like really laying on the charm and that like being nice and if you didn't know this already I'm telling you now that's not okay that's not healthy Relationships should not be that way if you needed to hear that, so I'm putting that out there now. And also, if they play on your insecurities, anytime someone plays on something they know that you're insecure about, that's also emotional manipulation. And so I'm put, I'm putting this out there because I used to be at a point in my life where, like, I didn't understand what was considered toxic or unhealthy behavior in relationships because that's all I basically knew growing up. I didn't know what it was like to deal with people who are actually healthy to be around. And it's interesting because when you don't really know what that behavior is, it kind of causes this maybe almost like cognitive dissonance where, you know, you can be in a situation and someone can be treating you a certain way. And in your gut, you know that it's not right, but you feel like logically you can't quite put your finger on why it's not right. And it's real, I'm just saying, if you're not familiar with like toxic behavior like this, you know, educate yourself on it. Do research on it because once you are aware of like what this type of behavior is, you're just gonna know and it's gonna be that much easier to get yourself out of these situations because you're gonna be able to be so much more objective about it and you can just be like, okay, this person's acting in a way that's inappropriate. And obviously you can try to talk to them about it, but especially if they're like a narcissist or something, they're most likely not going to change because I personally have found that narcissistic people tend to just be delusional. And at that point, you kind of have to realize like, okay, this isn't worth it for me. I need to get myself out of this situation. And The last thing I wanted to mention about this too is trust your gut. If you're in a situation where you're dealing with someone that you think might be unhealthy or toxic and you deep down, your inner knowing just is giving you this gut feeling or however your intuition comes through, but you just have this deep inner knowing that like the situation isn't right and you can't put your finger on it, trust it. Because most likely you're right about that. Even if you can't quite identify it in the moment, trust your intuition, trust yourself. Do what's going to make you feel good, and if you're dealing with people that you just know don't make you feel good, get out of there. Again, whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship, whether that's whatever, I think we tend to get stuck in this lack mindset where, and also shameless self-plug again, uh, I do have another podcast episode way back where I talk about, I think, how different forms of lack can come up in our lives, so if you want to check that out, that's also in the archives, and if I remember to, I will try to put it in the show notes as well. But um, you know, I feel like we get caught up in this lack mentality where we think that this job, this relationship, this whatever, it's the only thing that we're ever gonna have. And so it make we convince ourselves that we can't leave the relationship because there's not anything else out there for you. And the truth is, like, you know, there's billions of people on the planet, there's billions of jobs out there, everybody's hiring, like, you know, if especially if you're working like You know some type of like minimum wage job like you can get another minimum wage job somewhere else like you can financially support yourself like it's not and actually maybe i shouldn't say that because i don't know everyone's situation but my point is is like you know you can get another one there's not a lack of these things out there the way that we might convince ourselves it is and if you're finding that you know you're convincing yourself that this unhealthy thing is good for you you know, you might have to dig deeper and ask yourself, okay, but what am am I really getting out of this situation? Because the reality is, if there's something that's not healthy for you and you're hanging on to it for whatever reason, there's probably something else that it's doing for you beneath the surface. Um, It's probably serving you or benefiting you in some other way. And that's where you kind of want to, you know, do some soul searching, go into meditation, do some journaling, go for a walk, whatever you need to do to get into that flow state and just try to ask yourself, like, what am I really getting out of this? Or how is this relationship serving me or benefiting me? You know, and that might help you get a clearer idea of how this thing is really serving you or not serving you even. Because our our brains are so funny. We tend to play these like tricks on ourselves because we convince ourselves that we need certain things and we don't. So, yeah, I just, I really wanted to talk about that because I think it's so funny, like, we live in this society where we don't really value, and I think this is maybe shifting in some ways, but I just find that we don't really value, like, telling people to get out of these unhealthy situations or just doing things because they make us feel good and they make us happy because I find that people tend to project their own insecurities onto other people. So, like, you know, if someone really wants to work weekends and they don't allow themselves to work weekends for whatever reason, but they have a friend who sets a boundary at their job where they're like, I don't work weekends. The person who doesn't work weekends, they might kind of make these little digs or comments and be like, well, it must be nice to not work weekends. I wish I could do that, but I have to work because I'm super hard working and like kind of implying that the other person's lazy or something. Because the reality is they actually wish they were the one who wasn't working weekends, but instead they kind of chalk it up to their strong work ethic and whatever. Like, people will project these things onto you. If you have a really big dream or a goal, you might not want to tell people about it right away because not everyone's going to be supportive because some people are going to look at that and they're going to think, well, I wish I could do that, and they don't think they can do it, so they'll try to discourage you or tell you that you can't do it because they don't think that they could do it if it were them. So those are just, like, things you want to watch out for, you know? Like, I, it's so interesting, like with the shifts that I've had recently, it's like I just see everyone in their own little bubble, and everyone has their own bubble of their energy. And sometimes that energy will kind of spill out or get pushed onto someone else or whatever. And you know, that's where you want to like protect your energy. If there's things that you're doing that are really important to you, you might want to keep some of that to yourself until things really start to get going, and then people can't really talk shit at that point because, you know, that's just where you're at. Or only share it with people that you know are going to be supportive because you don't want people projecting their insecurities onto you and then you feel bad and think, oh, maybe this business idea I had, maybe this is actually really stupid. What was I thinking trying to do that? Maybe they're right because you start to think that way. So you, some, some things you just want to keep sacred and you want to keep it to yourself. That's all I'm really trying to say. And I'm also just saying that, it's important to speak up and advocate for yourself if someone's doing something that's not right for so many reasons. It's good for you. It's good. Ultimately, I think it is good for the other person, whether they're aware of it or not. They might see it as like, oh, well, this person was mean to me or blah, blah, blah. But I think it is important to show people when their behavior is out of line and when it's wrong. I think it's also important as well to advocate for yourself and to be vocal about what you need because... It's one of those things. It's, like, it just has this domino effect where it's not just for you, but you're also paving a way for the people that are going to show up after you. So, like, if you're in a shitty job situation and you find that there's something going on there that just isn't appropriate or doesn't feel good or isn't right, speak up about it. Because even if, like, it gets down to the point where you have to leave that job or, I don't know, something else happened it just, it doesn't matter because even if you feel like you did nothing, even if you feel like you failed, speak up anyways because the chances are you're just, you're creating a path for someone else and you're trying to make that place, that situation, a better situation. Even in like one-on-one relationships, if you're calling someone out in their shitty behavior and they don't want to accept it in that moment, That's fine. I always try to give people this little benefit of the doubt where I bring things up even if I think they won't be accepting of it because I like to think that somewhere down the line, if even if they don't accept it in the moment and they don't want to be open about it, I might cut them off anyway. But I like to think that eventually they might look back on that situation or there's like the sliver of potential that they look back on the situation and think, wow, what I did in that situation was wrong and I need to do better. And I, I just think it's important to give people that instead of not telling them, you know, why you're cutting them off, why you're mad at them or whatever. And it's not easy. It's hard. Like, I still struggle with this. I'm not perfect at communicating things that are really difficult for me to talk about. I try my best. But the other thing too is if you're dealing with narcissistic people, sometimes your best is never going to be good enough. So there's also that, that to kind of think about. Some situations you just kind of have to, cut your losses and move on. But my whole point here is you should always advocate for yourself and speak up because it's not good. It's not only good for you, but it's good for other people as well. And you're worth it. Other people are worth it. And we all deserve to feel safe, secure, and comfortable and heard. And I also just wanted to say to you, I'm so tired of people saying like you're too sensitive. <laughs> I had someone say that to me recently and they tried to say that like you know, they didn't mean it in a way that was negative. But, god, I'm so tired of hearing that. And I do think it, in some cases, I'm not saying that in this particular situation it was like this, but in some cases it is an emotional manipulation tactic as well. Like, when people say that you're being too sensitive. I've heard that my entire life and... I'm just so tired of people saying that to each other and it's funny because it usually does have this negative connotation whether it's intended that way or not and I just find it to be so gaslighty and so just all around wrong <laughs> and negative negative. and I don't know about you guys but I'm just I'm so tired of hearing it. I'm so tired of people telling me I'm too sensitive and hopefully most of you might agree with me that being sensitive is not a weakness. I think we need more sensitive caring people in this world and luckily I think we are kind of shifting that way and I do think there needs to be balance as well as with all things I've always talked about balance and duality on this podcast but do you think there is a line between things going too far going one way or the other but gosh I just I really think being sensitive is, is a strength and I hope that eventually society will stop viewing it as a weakness Because that's just not true. That's just not true. Emotional intelligence, empathy, paying attention to your emotions and how things make you feel in addition to other people's emotions. It's just, it's so important. And I think that's all part of building a kinder, more caring world. So if someone tries to tell you that you're being too sensitive, don't listen to them because... I just look at it as a tactic that people use to try to gaslight you and invalidate you. So yeah, just don't listen to those people. So yeah, so that's kind of my, my soapbox preachy thing I wanted to talk about today, give you guys a little, little boost, a little reminder that you're worth feeling safe and taking yourself out of uncomfortable situations. And if you need someone to cheer you on in navigating a tricky situation, I... We'll be holding space for you all. I will be cheering you on from afar. I don't know if you guys can hear my cat meowing, but Sigurd's here. He's also cheering you guys on. He agrees. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah, we're, we're me and Sigurd, we're here for you. And we love you and we want good things for all of you. So, So that's all I got for that. Aside from kind of, you know, those life lessons I've been learning, I went to a ghost concert recently. That was amazing. We had a blast. It was my second time seeing Ghost. They were so good. They really put on, like, such a good show. I don't know if any of you guys like Ghost at all. According to Spotify, a lot of you guys listen to Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus, which are also some artists that I also totally love. So I don't know if a lot of you are listening to Ghost, but I'm a huge Ghost fan, as well as an Ariana Grande and a Miley Cyrus fan. And, um... Yeah, they just put on such a good show. They're so theatrical and creative. Mastodon was also really, really amazing. If any of you guys like Mastodon or into metal, so good. Spirit Box, the opening band, was also super, super cool. Um, They had this incredible female vocalist who was just, she crushed it on the stage. She was amazing. So that was really fun. I know I have some people who follow me on here from Maine, so maybe some of you were there. I don't know. But That was something I did recently that was cool. What else? Oh, I'm super into feng shui right now. I recently kind of, I don't know, I had a Reiki session with Jen, who I interviewed a few podcasts back, and she reminded me of a book that we both have called Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. And I have been deep cleaning my house like crazy and just rearranging all my stuff and changing things around and... I don't know, maybe I just feel better because I've gotten all this clutter out of the way, but it's been a game changer. I, I've really enjoyed it so far. I feel a little more calm and peaceful in certain parts of my house. I'm currently working on opening up, um, creating my healing room, my Reiki studio, so that I can start doing Reiki and readings in person, which is a thing I'm very, very excited about. What else? What else? Yeah, the only downside to feng shui is, one, it's really confusing, so I'm having to kind of, like, learn how to navigate that. So feng shui, really confusing. Um, I might do a separate episode soon talking about it and what my tips are for navigating it. But so far, I'm really, really enjoying it, and I really like moving all my stuff around and getting rid of all this clutter, and I just feel a lot better. And I find that it's really helpful for, like, manifesting because... You can put certain things in certain places that are going to kind of motivate you to kind of reach some of your goals, which I really like. The only downside is I've moved a couple things that I use like on a daily basis and it's really throwing me off um, when I'm like getting ready and stuff. So that's been kind of a pain in the butt. But aside from that, keep an eye out on my website. Be sure to go check it out. SpaceWitchAstrology.org. If you guys didn't know, um, I have ritual kits on there. I have crystals, I have, I'm hoping to put up my zodiac sprays at some point, I'm hoping to add some e-courses as well, and aside from that, you can check out all my services. Right now, I'm offering birth chart readings, tarot readings, distance Reiki sessions, all that good stuff. I'm currently updating it, so it might be a little out of sorts at the moment, but I'm hoping by the end of the month, I'll have it all kind of situated and figured out. So if you guys are interested in working with me, my books are open for everything right now. So be sure to go check it out. I love you all so much. I hope you all have an amazing day, week, month, whatever. Don't forget, you're so much more than your sun sign. And I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.